You see, people collect all kinds of things. New, old, priceless, worthless. Darling, it doesn't matter what. I simply must know why. Those mothballs shouldn't get to keep all the secrets. This is the Mothball Prophecies. So we did say in Miss Pipgrass's episode that the curio would follow shortly after, but then I got so fucking sick. Yeah. And we had a, I had RSV. Yeah. I was the sickest I've been since I had COVID in 2020. And Melissa was out of town and nobody wanted to be around me and rightfully so because I had a fever for like three days. Yeah. And I told Sam because she obviously wasn't working. No. I told her I did not want to see her Mm -hmm. or speak to her. Or look her in the eye. Well, and then you broke until, that. Until a fever had not been present for 24 hours. Yes. But then we did have a business meeting on her porch where I stayed about 15 feet away from her. And Meredith acted as mediator. Yes. Meredith she sat, sat between, between us. us. It was very helpful. It was like she had a RSV catching screen up mm-hmm. between us. Mm-hmm. So none mm-hmm. of the particles landed upon me. That's her aura. Yeah. Is a surgical mask. Yeah. So it was lovely that I didn't get sick. Yes. And that Sam was miserably sick. And Gray didn't get sick. Well, we think it started, originated at another house and then ended up here because of small children. Oh. So I was uh, really quite sick. It was not great. And I was so nervous that I was not going to be better by the sale we had because we had a sale last week. Yeah. Um, at the Truman House, which was delightful. It was. It was very busy. We met lots of really nice people. Lots of couples with ADHD came in and we, (laughs) Sam and I identified which of the couple was more like each of us Uh because I don't, I don't know if we've shared this, but I was recently diagnosed with ADHD Uh as well. Yes. So we're the ADHD fam now. We are. And um, we had this one sweet couple on um, the opening night of our sale. That he was talking to us and asking us a bunch of questions and she was kind of hanging back. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. That's me in the back. (laughs) There's Sam up front asking all the questions. There we are. Because he leaned in like he went. He's like, sorry, I'm asking you so many questions, but I'm going to keep asking you questions if that's okay." And I leaned forward. I was like, absolutely, it is. And him and I just had this like question and answer off, which we both love. Oh, yeah. And then I go, do you guys have ADHD too? And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so- and so it became this game of like we would have certain customers and we would be like, do you think they're the neurospice? Neurodivergent. And then this, um, these two friends that came in the next day, they were darling. Mm-hmm. And we had a great conversation with them and whatever else. And the ADHD beans were spilled. And they both went, oh, yeah, we oh, are. Yeah. And it was the same thing of like, there's Sam, there's Melissa. Got it. Did it. As ADH stairs. Yeah. It was good. I have enjoyed, we'll get to the Curio Corner, but I have enjoyed being in a new career path where the people that are meeting me are meeting me really for the first time, a lot of them. Yeah. And I don't mask as much as I used to, like when I was at the salon. Yeah. Like I've noticed the big difference between how I interact um, in this atmosphere versus how I interacted at the shop. And it's really nice. Yeah. The other really nice thing about the Truman home is that uh, it was cold outside. It was very cold. And we set up shop in the living room mm-hmm. instead of in the garage where we normally set up shop. 
And it was lovely because we could just shut that front door. We slapped a sign on there that mm-hmm. said, come on in. And there was a great big bay window in the front of the house. So we could kind of yeah. see. And I, also the sun was shining in that bay window. Mm-hmm. I felt like a cat when we were slow. Yes. I just wanted to curl up on the floor and take a little nap. Friday was very slow. We were steady enough, but Fridays are generally slower. Yeah. We were so slow, in fact, that Melissa and I ended up creating this insane doodle all day long. <laughs> yeah, we just, each of us would draw a, a an image, mm-hmm. a small component, mm-hmm. and then pass the paper back and forth. And we ended up with a circus eggplant mm-hmm. with a, a wave coming off her head, mm-hmm. and then a fisherman catching a whale. Out of a soup bowl. Out of a soup bowl. <laughs> And then one of the stick figures um, was lounging in a hammock on the other side of yep. the... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Truly chaotic. You... I'm I'm sure that the listeners want to hear more about this we'll doodle. We'll share a photo of the doodle. All right. Um, but Melissa and I both do this thing where if we're drawing, the other one can't look at yeah. you nope. or what you're drawing. There's too much pressure there. Ruin the vibe. Yeah. Ruin uh-uh. the vibe. But it was a great sale. There was, there was a lovely home. My favorite part was selling the organ... To this incredible child, he was twelve years old, maybe. He, yeah, he was in his his early teens, pre-teen. late late preteens. But he was so sweet, oh, the nicest. He was dressed up in a full suit and mm-hmm. tie when we met him, mm-hmm. and he just asked so politely to play the the organ. And we're like, yeah, of course. And we turned it on for him, and he started playing quietly. And then, like, oh, he just fell in love with his organ. Yeah. Was begging his mom for it with tears in his eyes. And she said to him, she goes, honey, you know, because he's like, I'll spend all my money that I've saved on this organ. She's like, honey, you've been saving for, like, what about your Oculus? Which is like that virtual reality thing. Right. And he was just like, I don't care. I'll save it up again. And he was, we had no interest in this organ at all during the sale, mm-hmm. except for this family. And I went back into the bedroom. The mom and son had come back in and out a couple of times. And I went in and talked to them and said, I know the family would be tickled pink to know that this went to uh, somebody that loved it so much, give you a killer deal on it. And they came and picked it up the next day. And then I was doing Facebook stalking as I do. Of course. And found a picture of the woman that lived in this home playing that organ in that very bedroom. And it was very sweet. Yeah. And Melissa and I were talking with Gray and my husband about how with this job, we always get asked if people, like they ask like, oh, isn't this so sad? Aren't you so sad? And we're like, well, yeah, it's sad, but we feel... Like we're like stewards. Yeah. It's passing on this gift of a collection mm-hmm. to a new owner that will love it and mm-hmm. cherish it. Yeah. And it feels like, um, yeah, it feels like we're stewards of these mm-hmm. items, passing them on. Yeah. And we try to, when we know the story of an item that comes to the register, to share it with the person that's mm-hmm. buying it, whether they want it or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're getting it. <laughs> they are yeah. getting the story. Yeah. There was a huge collection of um, model trains at this home. Oh, man. And the first woman, she bought a bunch of the trains the first night and kind of like, kind of gave me a hard time. Like, well, I don't know if any of these engines work. And I'm like, well, that's kind of, you know, there's no way for me to test Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, you know, buyer, buyer's risk. What is that called? Yeah. Buyer beware. Yeah. And caveat emptor. Yeah. Oh. Thank you, Gray. Nice job. And Two points. she came back the next day and she was so excited. She said everything works and she bought a huge bag mm-hmm. of all of the model houses mm-hmm. and a bunch of train tracks and all sorts of things. Anyway, she was 
delightful. And then the next person that came up with a bag full of train stuff, I tried to make some conversation because of how well it had gone with the first person that had bought train stuff. And they were like stoic, straight face. Like, Was it that dude? It was, uh, it was a couple. Uh, it was an older couple. Uh, and I tried to be like, oh, do you have like, do you have like a train set? Do you have a train room? Like, I've always wanted to have a train room. This is so cool. And they were just like, one word answers, straight face. Like, we're not talking. I'm like, this okay, is for okay. The, the underground. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying to be nice to train you. Train cartel. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's always interesting. There's always interesting yeah. people at these houses. But I often wonder, like, I know everybody that collects, like, wants to know the story. Yeah. Behind, like, where did this come from? Who owned this before? I do. I, I do. guess not everybody does, but I, I do. do. And we talked about, with Aaron's episode, we talked about luck. We talked about luck and chance and universe and all of those things. And she talked specifically about this bird that she got at St. Finney's. Yeah. Um, and that one of the shop people had, like, kept in a case. Right. And so, I, of course, I had to look up this bird by Stig Lindberg. Um, he was born in 1916 in Sweden. Love that. I'm not saying the name because it's I may be Swedish, but that part is not a part of me. Um, he died in 1982 in Italy. But he was a Swedish ceramic designer, glass designer, textile designer, industrial designer, painter, and illustrator. Wow. A man of many uh, traits. He was one of Sweden's most important post-war designers. He created whimsical studio ceramics and tableware, um, and it was a long career at the Gustav Berg Pottery Factory. He studied painting at the University College of Arts and Crafts and Design. And in 1937, he went to work at Gustavsburg under Wilhelm Keg. And in 1949, he was named Keg's successor as art director of this pottery factory. And he left Gustavsburg in 1980 and designed individual ceramic items as well as factory-produced ranges and lines of dinnerware. He achieved fame for his eccentric forms and whimsical decoration. Um, his work is featured in the National Museum in Stockholm in, uh, from 2006 to 2007. But he also, like, you know the LumaVision TV? Yes. He designed that. No. Stig Lindberg. How rad From is birds that? to TVs. Here, look. We'll share this with the curio. But he had all sorts of things that he designed, and I think that's fantastic. Um, the bird that we shared with Aaron's episode, you can see it in the original post, um, is a great kind of this mid-mod, elongated green ceramic bird. And if you uh, Google Gustav or um, Stig Lindberg, you'll find this website. It's called MotherSweden.com, and it's listings of his work that is for sale, and it shows the variety of things that he created, which is very much... Swedish modern design. Um, like there's these great little plastic Scottish terrier piggy banks that I am obsessed with. Oh, cute. Vases, tableware, figurines, this incredible pitcher. It's very much like when you think of mid-century and you think of Scandinavian design, it will. It will come to your mind. Cool is that? Yeah. Born in northern Sweden. He was described as being polite and well-behaved child. His first love was piano, and he planned a career as a concert pianist. Oh. He cut off his thumb while chopping wood at 14 years old. Oh, jeez. During a period of convalescence, he discovered his lifelong interest for drawing, 
replacing the piano keys with his new love for paper and pen. That's so great. Yeah. Let's get some great information on this website, mothersweden.com. His whole kind of biography is listed there. That's awesome. Yeah. The other thing we talked about was Bader Meinhof and also um, RAS, the reticular activating system. Gray, are you familiar with Bader Meinhof or RAS? Bader Meinhof, yes. Uh, RAS, no. They're very similar. So I will give the the Wikipedia definition of Bader Meinhof mm-hmm. and then we'll mm-hmm. talk about it. So it's the frequency illusion, also known as Bader-Meinhof phenomenon or frequency bias. It's a cognitive bias in which after noticing something for the first time, there is a tendency to notice it more often, leading someone to believe that it is increased frequency of occurrence. It occurs when increased awareness of something creates the illusion that it is appearing more often. So it's like the slug bug game, right? Right. So, and it was discovered in, I believe... Like the 90s. So hold on. But it was coined, the term was coined in 2005. Oh, so quite recently. Quite recently. Or you hear a word, like you just become aware of a word and you hear that word all the time. Yeah. Or like in the world of vintage, you know, you see something and then you become more aware of it when you're out hunting. Like with the show, it increases that for us because we become aware of so many other items that we normally would never pay attention to. And it's interesting how that works. So with RAS, the reticular activating system. So this one, this is from the Encyclopedia of Neuroscience in 2009. So humans have three sleep and arousal states, waking, asleep, resting, or slow wave sleep, and asleep and dreaming. So that's where like REM sleep happens. These states are controlled by the reticular activating system. Located in the mesopons, which interacts with descending reticulospinal and ascending hypothalamic. None of these words are leaving my brain. Um, These three states develop and occur in a predictable manner. We can explain these states according to the firing properties of neurons based on their intrinsic membrane properties. So these, RAS starts with how our brain naturally works, right? So the RAS system spans an extensive portion of the brain stem. Most of the neurons comprising the midbrain reticular formation lie in the dorsal and lateral to red nuclei. Okay. So this whole system's fundamental role is to regulate arousal and sleep-wake transitions. So like our awareness in our sleep. So how does this connect back to Bader-Meinhof? So in relation to Bader-Meinhof, okay, the reticular activating system, it's the bundle of nerves. So all that scientific mumbo jumbo basically mm-hmm. boils down to, it's a bundle of nerves at our brainstem that filters out unnecessary information. So only important information gets through. Mm. So it is the reason that when you learn a new word, you then start hearing it everywhere. So there's the Bader-Meinhof-Raz crossover that we all wanted coming this spring. <laughs> It's why you can tune out a crowd full of talking people, yet immediately snap to attention when someone says your name or something that at least sounds like it. Okay. Okay. So, so it's, it's it's the brain's recognition of a familiar pattern, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So your RAS takes what focuses on and creates a filter for it. It then sifts through the data and presents only the pieces that are important to you. All of this happens without you noticing, obviously. And the RAS programs itself to work in your favor without you actually doing anything. Wow. Right. 
In the same way the RAS seeks information that validates your beliefs, it filters the world through the parameters you give it, and your beliefs shape those parameters. If you think you are bad at giving speeches, you probably will be. If you believe you work efficiently, you most likely do. The RAS helps you see what you want to see in doing so and influences your actions. So this also rolls over into when we were talking about manifesting, right? Mm -hmm. So like positive affirmations, saying what you want, doing like saying things that align with yourself and being kind to yourself truly reshapes the way your brain is filtering information and the way you're thinking things. Like if you say, I'm going to go out and find a piece that's on my bucket list and you're reading a list of all of those things, your brain is filtering out all of the stuff that you're not after yeah, and helping you see what you're after, which is like that crossover between Bader Meinhof and Raz. The, what I'm thinking of is when we go huckleberry picking mm-hmm. in the fall. Mm-hmm. And like at first, it's really hard to find any huckleberries. Mm-hmm. And then you see one and suddenly you look up and you see a forest yeah. of huckleberries. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, you're looking for them. And it's one of those things where it's like you have to get down on the level of huckleberries, right? Yeah. You usually have to be sitting right. to pick huckleberries. I'm so excited to take you huckleberry picking, Gray, by the way, now that you're here. He just gave us the cutest little smile. So, and like in um, relation to that with this article, so you can train your res to get what you want, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what this author finds to be the most practical. First, think of a goal or situation you want to influence. Now think of the experience or result you want to reach in regards to that goal or situation. Number three, create a mental movie of how you picture that goal or situation ideally turning out in the future. Notice the sounds, conversations, visuals, and details of that mental movie. Replay it often in your head. So that sounds an awful lot like manifesting. Sure does, yeah. And it also reminds me of when we were branding the podcast. This was way before you were in the picture. The original branding package I got from the original graphic designer we were going to go with and then COVID hit. She sent me like a 30-page questionnaire to fill out. It felt like 30 pages, probably 15. It was long, but it covered all of those things. Like, where do your listeners go out to have a drink? Where does your brand shop for clothes? Where do they do this? Where do they do that? So I spent a lot of time creating people in my head that would listen to this podcast. And by God, like we got pretty close to the mark. Yeah. And then when you and I were starting the estate sale company, we spent a ton of time manifesting or thinking the things we wanted for the estate sale company and creating that Raz Old Dazzle. Raz Old Dazzle. So I just find it just super interesting how certain groups and demographics and belief systems pick and pull from different areas of science to form beliefs or, you know, because everything starts for a reason, like what came first, chicken or the egg with this, right? Like Raz. Right. But I just find it interesting. Like I said, like you think of a lot of like different things, like for some people, like Raz or manifesting is prayer. For other people, it's poetry. For other people, it's meditation um, and different forms like transcendental meditation. Yeah. And all those, like our brains are powerful organs that live inside of our body that do so many things that we're never aware of. Yeah. And you think about those dreams you have where I always imagine it's like your brain in a file cabinet. Like, all right, we're going to put this here. We're going to put this here. We're going to give a brain about a dream about teeth at some point. Freak them out. 
Yeah, all of them are going to fall out of your head. Yeah. Um, another thing that Aaron talked about was luck mm-hmm. and how luck seems very random from the outside. Mm-hmm. But when in reality, it's, she said, it's where opportunity meets uh, preparedness. What's the word I'm thinking of? Something like that. Yeah. Everybody else was aware of this quote, but me. Apparently. Yeah. And I find that really interesting because I have found that like the times in my life that I think that, oh man, I got so lucky at Mm -hmm. this point and Mm -hmm. at this point. But when I think about where I actually was, like, you know, whether it be financially or spiritually or Mm -hmm. mentally or whatever, it's, it was, there was preparation involved and then there was an opportunity and that's what happened. And being aware of the opportunity you need to. Yeah. Move forward. Which brings us back to Raz. Ding, 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 ding. It's all... I love it. It's like a circle. Yeah. So, Aaron, I know you're listening. Hi. Here's the deal. Today, I was hanging some plates on my wall. Oh. And I hammered a nail into the wall. And just below it, I have teacups and saucers hung that were my grandmother's. And I was stupid and did not take them off the wall. And two of them fell and shattered. And I literally cried on the phone to Sam today because mm-hmm. my grandma's teacups fell and shattered. And I am not a person that would collect teacups and saucers ever. Mm-mm. But because they were my grandma's, I, I, I'm devastated. So, Aaron, I know you're listening. <laughs> Give me some of your luck. I gotta find. I gotta find replacements. We gotta find. I gotta find exact replicas. We'll post them with us. I'm so corner. sad. I was so sad for you. And I was having a rough morning. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. God, I just piled it on you. It's ya. fine. And I got that and I was like, oh, I would be devastated. It was like when I broke that, my grandma's bleak that yeah. I now look at when we record as a reminder of how oh, shitty yeah. I am. No, that was an accident. But yeah, that, we're going to find him. Yeah. I was not prepared nor Mm-mm. opportune. Mm-mm. At the time. Well, was, there was an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, no, that you're right. I was just being a shithead. Just not the not the opportunity you were I was were like, after. I don't need to take these down there on there. That, 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 that. I've done that uh, so many times. Fucking shithead. God. So many times. Kick myself in the face. But on the other side of all of this, like positivity and manifestation, like we're still human elements, right? We're still filled with mistakes and... We're going to have bad fucking days where we feel unlucky. Totally. And we feel like we don't have anything and all that that stupid bitch in your brain is being Uh a real twat. Uh Uh-huh. Like we all, I think it's very important. We all have those days. Yep. And like I have those days. Melissa has those days. Gray has those days. Like you hear the very best of us here on this show, but behind the scenes. We're a mess. We're a mess. Flying by the seat of our pants. 100% 100% of the Making time. Making it up as we go. Yep. That's 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 the realness of it, is everything that we created with the Estate Soul Company and the podcast was a well-thought-out plan, right? Yeah. And the opportunity and the luck and the things came along with it as we were prepared for it and as we were watching for them. It was all, I overthink every, every fucking thing. That's why I'm friends with you. That's why. I owe literally every detail. Yeah. I am constantly, if I am awake, I am thinking about some minute detail that to everybody else is garbage. Yeah. And then one day it'll like happen successfully. And I'm like, see, <laughs> remember 
when I said we should pack that. Preparation meets opportunity yeah. this spring. <laughs> the Raz by In Marvel. <laughs> um, but uh, that was Miss Aaron delivering some some hearty thought to the show. I like getting into the more intellectual side I too. Do too. The more spiritual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I do too. I find it so fascinating. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm a big, like, I'm not a religious person by any means, right? Right. But I always tell people, like, my lack of religion has nothing to do with your religion. And if you have something that at the end of the day brings you great comfort, and you're nice to people and all that other stuff, but if it brings you comfort and peace at the end of the day, then that is where I'm happy for you. I don't care where that aligns. Yeah. Right. Whatever it is for you. Um, Let us know. What do you think of this new format of Curio Corner coming out as a little tasty treat for you during the week? Little midweek snack. Little snacky snack. Little little dollop, little cherry on top. Little whore's divorce. That's how my dad has always said hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> whore's divorce. <laughs> That's how my mom says it. And then I say goodbye to people. Instead of saying au revoir, I say whore's divorce. <laughs> and it gets a chuckle like that every time when I was at the salon. It's like whore's divorce. And the <laughs> crowd goes wild. <laughs> ah, you're so funny. Every time. Do you want to hear some other funny phrases that you didn't ask for? <laughs> this is what happens when opportunity meets your best friend. <laughs> okay, this is because it's the holidays, and I don't get to say any of my holiday stuff All at right. the salon. This is my first holiday not behind the chair. Okay, I'm ready. So instead of saying happy Thanksgiving, because blech. I would say Merry Cranberry. Ooh. Have a, so somebody would be like, how are you doing? And they'd be like, Merry Cranberry. Ho, ho, ho. Um, speaking of ho, ho, ho. <laughs> instead of Merry Christmas. That it would either be Merry Chrysler, you know, some internet related yeah. bullshit. Or Happy Ho, Ho. Happy Ho, Ho. Happy Ho, Ho. That one killed. Um, what else would I say? Fudge ripple, because I couldn't swear at work. I did, but I try yeah. not to. If I drop something instead of saying fuck, I'd go, oh, fudge ripple. Right. And I have turned that into fudge nipple. Uh-huh. Which oh, is say that often. <laughs> contradictory of what the initial <laughs> intent of fudge ripple was. I do I still have yet to have a job in the past decade that prevents me from swearing though. So well, we're, we're I that's where we're at. Wanted to gather you all together to <laughs> oh, <laughs> let shit. you know that I mean this podcast is sn- no longer shoot. explicit. Son of a oh, biscuit. Fudge eater. nipple. Yeah. <laughs> There's your check. Bad stamp. Anyways, thanks for coming to this ADHD spiral. <laughs> That is the Mothball Prophecies. We appreciate you guys. Follow us on all the nonsense. Uh-huh. Instagram, come watch us be dipshits on TikTok. Uh, we get, we got Facebook. Oh, we yeah. got a website. Oh, yeah. I don't do Twitter, especially now. Uh, the internet is on fire, and we are riding its coattails. So, happy November Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Chrysler. <laughs> See you guys next time. As always, I hope you find some good shit. And don't forget to look under the table. Bye.